Hurry up and run inside. Lock those doors and turn on the lights. It's another installment of the forever bogus Halloween podcast. Welcome back, Bogus Fiends, to another installment of the Forever Boogus Halloween Podcast. I'm your ghoulish host, B-Boy, Spooky Bryce, conjoined here with my ghoulish friend... Uh, hey there, ho ho ho, and happy Halloween, it's your boy J-Dog here. J-Dog! And, uh, Bryce, happy to be ween. That's right, happy to be ween. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not aware, Tubi is this wonderful free app that's available everywhere, and no subscription fee. You can get it on fucking anything, and it's just chock full of all these, like, nostalgic, weird, little, goofy, fun, hidden gems. I mean, you could could spend hours just going through their library. Easily, yes. And since it's available for for everybody, you know, it's not like, oh, I don't have a Netflix subscription, I don't have Amazon Prime, everybody could have Tubi. So we went around, and we made the ultimate Halloween movie marathon to get you guys in the mood. That's the the goal. (laughs) That is the goal. If this doesn't get you in the mood, then we have failed. And I think this will absolutely get you in the mood. So, surprise, happy Tubi-ween, and ho-ho-ho, and happy Halloween. (laughs) I like that you're trying to put a Christmas twist to it. I can see you somewhat dying to celebrate Christmas. But we got to get through Tubi-ween first, man, okay? (laughs) Yeah, and then it's it's Tubi-miss. It's Tubi-miss. Hey, man, that's a pretty good idea. We might have to celebrate (laughs) Tubi-miss. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Tubi-ween, and welcome to the show. As J-Dog said, we compiled a full list to get you in that nostalgic, spooky Halloween mood. And the first one on my list is called Celebrity Paranormal Project. Hell yeah. So th- what was this? It was like uh, early 2000s, right? Yeah, it was uh, 2006. And uh, I'm pretty sure it was based, like the concept is based off a concept that was from The Surreal Life. Do you remember this TV show? Oh, Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> yes. It was on the WB for a while, and then it went over to VH1. But I'm taken away from the Celebrity Paranormal Project. I'll give you a little bit of a taste what's more about. So five celebrities get together to investigate a supposedly haunted place. They are given special equipment and directions to investigate the rooms that have the most paranormal activity. And as I said, I'm pretty sure this idea was spawned from an episode of The Surreal Life, more specifically the third season that had uh, Dave Coulier, Flavor Flav, Chaudhary, uh, Jordan Knight, and Bridget Nelson. Was there an episode with um, Gilbert Gottfried? Oh my God, the Celebrity Paranormal Project? Yeah. Yes, there was. And I'll definitely get into that because they, they actually had quite a few celebrities um, that are still pretty active nowadays. But also they had quite a few celebrities that are pretty much gone under the radar since since then. I which saw is a scary ghost. <laughs> and you know what was scary? Problem child. He had red hair. <laughs> you are say up all night. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, I'm pretty sure this concept came from the surreal life because they had all those celebrities in the third season go out to investigate a, a haunted hospital. They had the same concept. They had the same equipment. They had the same directions and everything. But um, if you have a moment, pause the podcast and go watch the first episode that has the one and only Gary Busey in it. Holy shit. Full circle, Holy dude. Holy shit. Full circle is right. <laughs> He's definitely like, I, okay, I'm not going to shit on anybody who believes in ghosts because I, I, I don't know. 
But like, yeah, Gary Busey believes in ghosts. I don't oh, even he have does. to. Yeah, he's he's, he's all about it, and he goes all out in this. He's episode. got ghosts in his head. He can't. <laughs> You can't deny a ghost. There's physically ghosts swirling around his brain. That is so true. I gotta stop the ghost. Due to his near-death experience, he explains that he is closer to the other side than everybody else in the group. And he actually kind of takes charge, like that Gary Busey wild man takes charge. And like every time they, they say like, you need to go into this haunted room and call out for this dead boy. He was like, I'm in it. He's like, Gary, you've already gone twice. Come on, give somebody else a chance to do it. <laughs> and maybe maybe it's just because us broken people, we love being, you know, we love that shit. I, I'm yeah. broken like Gary Busey too. When 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 <laughs> when, I, when I go to a haunted house with, with friends, like a haunted attraction, not a real uh-huh. haunted house, I am often pushed to the front of the line while everyone is sort of has their shoulders up and is sort of carry, cowering behind me. And <laughs> I'm the front the of the group. line like a like a broken person. Like, I hope something bad happens to me. I want to, I want to have a heart attack tonight. You kind of embrace that Gary Busey in you, I guess. We're one in the same. So there are like, I think 26 episodes. It only lasted one season. Go figure. But uh, the other episodes had like Coolio, Gilbert Godfrey, like you said, Meryl Hemingway and Tracy Lords. So some of them are still kind of famous nowadays, but as I said, the rest of them aren't. For instance, there's like the winner of Survivor season two. Like they had random pe- like reality stars like that, um, a part of the episodes as well. So it's a very interesting mix of people, but it's you still know, pretty cool. Is am I shitting or is 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 Tracy Lords a porn star? I, I'm not 100 sure that Did just that name porn? ring a bell. She may have done porn. I'm not for sure. Don't hold Look at this don't right here. Tracy it. Elizabeth Lords is an American actress, former pornographic actress, oh, singer, former. and model. Okay, okay. Well, there you go, folks. You can watch a porn actress get scared with ghosts. I love it. <laughs> You know? I'm pretty sure majority of the show was planned. Like all the scares and jump scares and stuff were planned. Like they knew exactly what room they were going to go into. So they had stuff set up in the background to make noises and stuff once they get there. But overall, it's pretty fun to watch some of these actors uh, interact with one another in these very like vulnerable situations. And let me tell you something. Porn stars are basically professional wrestlers of <laughs> sexual entertainment. You know, when you think yeah. about pro wrestlers, nobody's really supposed to look like that. And nobody's really supposed to do that it's stuff. Very true. And that's kind of the same thing with porn stars. So as soon as you accept that, you know, the better you're going to be. So I, I highly recommend this show. This is very nostalgic. <laughs> and I love I love celebrity ghost stuff. I, I thought for a second this was that show. There, There's another one. It's like Celebrity Ghost Encounters or something like that. Yes. Ghost Stories and or something like there's that. There's like a yeah. D. Snyder episode. He's like, I saw spirits and everything. And I, so I threw it in my ponytail. And I said, you better get out of my house, spirit. <laughs> He's actually in a, a celebrity paranormal project as well. Oh, he, you've, you've got to oh, see man. it. You've got to see it. Okay. Ghosts. Okay. Uh, before we get too deep into this, what's on your list, my man? Um, okay. So I, I kind of want to start with a movie that is weirdly, it was one of my favorite movies, for like a really small window. And this should be nobody's favorite movie. It's great. I like it. <laughs> okay. But it's, you know, no one should say it's their favorite movie. And I did for a while. And, and so I want to talk about two, uh, 2007's Teeth. Teeth. Oh, my God. Okay, there's a lot to be said about this movie. There's a lot to unpack here. And I actually think that this is this is a great movie that for today's world. It's a, it, this is a feminist movie. Yes. And I think, I think that people could really relate to this back then. And this got kind of overlooked. Um, but if you have not seen Teeth, I mean, I know. So you've seen Teeth, right? Yes. Actually, I watched it for the first time in college. 
when I like first met this girl, I'm like, hey, you want to come over and watch a horror movie? Thinking it'd be like, brother, that's, that would be that's a good this... opportunity. No, it did not end well. <laughs> brother, that is the same way I saw this movie. For the Are you time. serious? Yes. Like first date <laughs> hangout kind of thing. That is okay, hilarious. so 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 for those of you that don't know about the movie Teeth, the reason why that's funny is because she's got teeth in her vagina. That's the yes. that's what's going on in this movie. She's got a full set of chompers inside of that sliz, and uh, so uh, yeah. So it starts. The main character, her name is Dawn, and early on in the film, you know, there's this she's there's this sequence where her like stepbrother, as their kids, is like going to cop a feel. Um, and, uh, you know, and then it pulls, camera pulls away and the kid's hand is bloody and he's like screaming. So, hey, she's got a case of what we call vagina dentata. (laughs) And that's not even what I call it. Yes. That's what they call it in the film. They say it's it's vagina dentata. Oh, I see what you're saying. So basically the idea is that this girl Dawn, she's, she's growing up near, (laughs) near a nuclear power plant. And, uh, you know, so early on it shows her in a biology class studying evolution and mm-hmm. uh, adaptation. Uh, she lives with her mom, her stepfather, and he, she she lives with like this real limp biscuit kind of brother. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like he's a re- he's like a real shitty dick. I guess I don't really have to say anything else. He's he's a douchebag. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, he's actually the only one who really went on to do a whole lot after this. He was on a, that sh- that TV show Nip and Tuck or whatever it's called. Oh, um, really? But uh, he gets nipped and tucked in this. Um, directly, <laughs> sure. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's definitely some penis getting nipped in this. Uh, <laughs> if you can't imagine, you know, teeth, man, 2007. What's it about? Oh, this girl has teeth in her vagina. That's what it's about. That's pretty much it. That sums it up. Happy Halloween. Okay. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Um, yeah. So this is this is a it's a defense thing, and and you know, at first her her body is is doing it to protect her, and then she's kind of starting to enjoy it a little bit you yes. know she so so it's, it's just this wonderful story actually i want to tell you about the tagline of the movie do you have do you know what the tagline is to the movie i do not i do not you want to take a guess um welcome home <laughs> <laughs> no it's not welcome home but that's that's funny um it's every rose has its thorns mm, i actually kind of like that every rose has its every thorns. vagina has, has its a teeth. big set of teeth <laughs> that's it there you and go going, yeah 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 <laughs> uh so uh this is pretty funny actually um you know so a lot of these a lot of these movies they'll they'll rent out like a, a couple house they'll rent out a house or like a block of houses to shoot their film at and you know so like when they were shooting uh, i saw a Q&A with John Waters, you know, for instance, and when he was shooting uh, polyester, the neighbors were kind of like peering out, trying to figure out what they were doing. And of that course. was very, that was apparent here as well. And, and, and there was actually protests on the set wow, of this movie really? because uh, the neighborhood thought it was porn because oh. they, they, had, they had only heard like the basic concept, which fuck it, fuck you. If, if like somebody rents the house across from me and they're going to make a movie about bang and sliz with teeth, fucking do it, man. And as yes. a matter of fact, put me in the movie. Yeah. Um, I'll be looking at my window waiting for an audition. Have, have, have me get sprayed in the face with sliz spray. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Put me in the movie. Don't be such a coward. Oh, they're making yes. a porno in my town. All right, guys, make sure you watch this movie, Teeth. It's from 2007. It is wonderful. And what, what else can I say? It'll get it's you in true. a Halloween mood. She's going to bite some guys in the fucking dick with her, you know? <laughs> The only thing I can recommend is not to watch this on a first date. That's the only thing I have to say. So yours did not go well. 
<laughs> no, it did not. She actually she stopped talking to me altogether. I'm pretty sure she ghosted me. Completely. Mine, mine went well. Um, really, mine went well, and I I wound up in a very unhealthy relationship for like a year because of it. Ah, uh, that kind of uh, makes sense. So, so it all comes together. It's yeah. So hey, if you want to be in a very unhealthy relationship, watch this for the first time with somebody. Oh hey hey hey, real quick before we get too far, I I did want to make a shout out. Um, Ginger Dead Man is on here. Yes, on Tubi. I didn't include it in my list because we just talked about it. Um, but. Another reason to watch it. And my, my homie Scott, my homie Scott at uh, Shyhound Farm, he actually got in trouble. He took my recommendation from our Tubi, <laughs> from our, uh, our, our Gary Busey Gary episode. Busey episode yes. And he watched it and he forgot to do some chores around the house. And then his, his wife came home and saw that he was watching Ginger Dead Man and, and busted his chops about it. Like, oh, you didn't finish this, but you could watch Ginger Dead Man. So, hey, sorry, sorry, Scott. sorry, sorry to the homie. But uh, yeah. All right. That's my pick, man. What's your next, man? Get us in All the right. Halloween mood. Get us in the Halloween mood. It's fucking. It's October. This one's definitely going to get you in the Halloween mood. It's it's a movie, and it comes from, like, the full moon feature family. Yes. It's a part of the Shadow Zone series, and this one's entitled My Teacher Ate My Homework. Cool, man. I love that. And it's actually from 1997, and it stars Gregory Smith, which that name should ring a bell, especially for you, Jamie, because we've talked about small soldiers before off oh, air. Fuck. And he's the one that's pretty much, he's, he's a star. He's and the star, okay. Yes, yeah. He was also in uh, Harriet the Spy. He was kind of like the, the love interest for Harriet. Yeah, dude. He does a great job in this movie. And I really wish that he was able to star in a Puppet Master movie, because I think he really had the chops. Greg Sestero, who was the second lead in The Room, Tommy Wiseau's famous The Room, yes. his, his first film was Retro Puppet Master. It was oh, like, I did it was not like know Puppet that. Master 6. Like they, they decided to do. It's, it's nobody, my least favorite. But no, Nobody was using the word Origins at the time. So they called it Retro Puppet Master. But essentially you think these movies are so fun and goofy. And the reason why I bring this up is because, you know, in his book, which I read, he, he said when he met the casting directors, they were like, he was like, haha, so we're going to do a puppet movie, you know? And he was like, you think this is a fucking joke? This is a <laughs> long a running fucking franchise. franchise yes. <laughs> you want to be in Puppet Master? Who do you think you fucking are? So sorry, go ahead. That's okay. So I bring up Puppet Master because there's a lot of puppetry and a lot of like overlap when it comes to my teacher ate my homework. Cool. So it, this pretty much deals a lot with voodoo. So Jesse, who is played by Gregory Smith, as we were talking about before, hates his teacher, Miss Fink, who is played by none other than Shelley Duvall. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah. She ju- she just got scarred. She got scarred yeah. from The Shining, and she just like never. She's like, "Hi, I'm Shelley Duvall." She's she did quite a few things after The Shining, but this was like one of his last, her last films before she really went downhill. Like no, no, yeah, she came back in films, but she yes. she never came back as a human. Yeah, that's really fucked up. And I love her though. She's, she's a wonderful actress, and uh, she really is. And she, I, I can't see anybody else in The Shining. Right? Absolutely. And I was actually thinking about that the other day. And she goes a hundred percent with with this movie. I think she saw exactly what what needed to be done and what needed to be portrayed, and she killed it. She does a great job. So yeah. Jesse hates hates her t- his teacher Miss Fink, and one day he finds this doll that like pretty much resembles Miss Fink to the T in this weird, like, antique oddity shop. And what he finds out is that he can actually control his teacher through the doll with kind of, like, voodoo-style controlling. So, like, for instance, he puts a hot pin in the teacher's, in the doll's arm, 
and the next day the teacher shows up in a cast, like a like a splint. Man, I, I'd be I'd be having some weird fun with that, dude. Uh, hopefully nothing sexual. So, <laughs> <laughs> so soon the the doll actually comes to life and teams up with Jesse to kind of control the the classroom and potentially control the entire school and then the world. I love that. It's fun. And yeah, the dude. puppet the puppet in the movie is almost like to the T with all the puppet master puppets. Like So so is it, it, is, is, this a, is this a full moon feature? It's it doesn't have the full moon feature like logo or um any word of it there, but as just a little bit of background with Tubi, they have different partnerships with different production companies and they have a partnership with Full Moon. And that's the reason why we get all the Full Moon feature movies, but along with all the kids movies. So I'd imagine that Charles Band or somebody from the oh. Full Moon features has some sort of tie into at least the Shadow Zone series. It, is it is it a Moonbeam studio thing? Because You know what? It might be Moonbeam. Yeah, yeah, they, they had a partnership with uh, Showtime, I believe. And that's what helped uh, produce this film, or at least they got the money to make this film. Yeah, Moonbeams is this uh, family-oriented sub-brand of, of, of Full Moon Pictures. And Full Moon, we know, for Puppet yes. Master and Castle Freak and like all these wonderful- Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> yeah, Ginger Dead Man. Um, and I think this might be a Moonbeam thing. They, they did Pet Shop. You remember Pet Shop? They did Prehysteria. Yep. Prehysteria, yep. Uh, Dragon World, be, uh, mm-hmm. Mystery of, Monsters. This is the shit that them. you grow up with. Like you go to the video store and you come home with this random fucking thing that you've never heard <laughs> of as a kid. It could be hit and miss, but this one hit the nail right on the head. I really love this one a lot for multiple reasons, and this probably is my favorite out of the Shadow Zone series. Okay, okay. Do you know? Do you did you spend a lot of time with the Shadow Zone series? I did, I, just like you said. I, whenever I went to go rent movies when I was younger, I was too scared to get like the the horror movies. So this was kind of like a step down from horror. That was still a little scary, but very cheesy and campy. Mm-hmm. That was just perfect. So yeah, I've I've watched a couple, maybe three or four uh, Shadow Zone series. I did not watch this one as a kid. I think I maybe have caught it on Showtime um, way back in the day when we used to get like the free Showtime for a month. But this is. Such a great movie. If you love Puppet Master, if you love cheesy 90s crappy kids movies, like this is a perfect pairing and it's perfect for your Tubi Ween playlist. Happy Tubi Ween. Yes, I do want to mention too that uh, if if the title of that film sounds kind of like one of those uh, preteen horror novels that we would get at like the Scholastic <laughs> yes. Book Fair, it's a reason for that because Shadow Zone, before they were making the, the films out of them, they were a, a series of novels. That's correct, um, yes. The Ghost of Chicken Liver Hill, Guess Who's Dating a <laughs> Werewolf, The Witches Next Door, Revenge of the Computer Phantoms. They, like these wonderful films with these, gr- uh, or these wonderful novels that, that have that fantastic scholastic art on the front. Yeah, ch- yes, wonderful and, film. And they, and they mostly translated very well into film. If you're looking for a little Halloween pick-me-up, this, this is going to set you up there. Good choice, man. Thank you. I want to talk a little bit about a movie that's another one of my favorites that shouldn't really be anybody's favorite. Okay. Um, and that's uh, <laughs> Satan's Little Helper from 2004. Oh, gosh. You're bringing this up again. Okay. Have I talked about this before? <laughs> you, you have a little bit during our uh, our last episode with the um, favorite Halloween costumes, but you haven't really talked in detail about it. So oh, let's hear it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I did talk a little bit about that shit. My mind is like trash. That's uh, okay. Too much to be, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it is like a fun, goofy horror movie. But the thing I love so much about it is that it 
takes place on Halloween. Yes. And, you know, it's so easy to just say, oh, I'm going to watch him. You know, it's Halloween season. Let me throw on Friday the 13th or whatever. In my opinion, you could do that. That's fine. But that's kind of a summer movie. It is. So I, I, I like these movies that are more explicitly about Halloween or take place in the fall or on Halloween proper. Yeah. And so Satan's Little Helper is all about that. And that's going to really put you in the Halloween mood. You know, seeing those Halloween costumes and, and seeing the shots of trick-or-treaters and seeing those wonderful shots of the, the autumn leaves and all that shit in the background. Yeah, it, it radiates um, that Halloween aesthetic and that atmosphere. It does. It's it amazing. Does. It yes, really does. Yes. This thing will put... If you can stand it, because... The acting is rough at points. It <laughs> is a very low-budget film, but it, I, I think it's fun as fuck. I think it's fun as shit, and and it's so Halloween-y, and that's what I look for in a movie that I watch in the Halloween season. Uh, so let's get into this real quick. Okay. I'll tell you a little bit. Uh, if you hadn't seen it, it came out in 2004 from director Jeff Lieberman, and uh, he did a few little things here and there. Most noteworthy are uh, the horror movie Squirm from 1976. Nice. <laughs> uh, he wrote the screenplay for Never Ending Story Part 3. Isn't that with Jack Black? <laughs> That's the age Jack Black in that. That's pre... Jack Black still had the unibrow. His manager hadn't told him yet that he has to pluck that thing if he wants to be a star. Jackie, baby, you're going to be a star. Leave the unibrow as is. Right. Well, look what happened. Um, <laughs> yes, it worked. It fucking worked. Uh, he also did a show that I'd never heard of. Which I'm surprised because I find I consider myself a diehard John Waters fan. It was a true crime show about uh, married couples that murder each other. Uh, you know, with these um, Hollywood acted reenactments, all that. You know that kind of genre of true crime show. Yes. And it was called "Till Death Do Us Part." John Waters was the host. He read he read the bits and what we were about to see. He played a his character was called the the uh, the groom reaper <laughs> it's kind of like like the the crypt keeper in a way <laughs> yeah 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 but he talked about wives and husbands that kill each other anyway yeah jeff lieberman was like probably well, he's still alive but he was an old fucking guy when he made this movie and you could tell because it, the the just some of the shots and stuff like that all right if you haven't seen satan's little helper it's about this kid uh dougie woolly who is obsessed with a handheld portable game uh called satan's little helper <laughs> In which you play a little devil boy who clears the way so Satan can, like, rape people and stuff. <laughs> and it's like a really shitty looking Newgrounds.com flash looking kind of like game. It's worse than that. It was almost something that you would get off of, like, QVC for really cheap for a Christmas present. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, yes. The console itself was like a, like a Nokia 6 yes, or something. It was disgusting looking. <laughs> and the game was like a E-Bombs World flash game that you would... You would play if you were our age, you know. Oh, Jesus Christ! Can't right. imagine a kid, but but he's obsessed with it. He loves it, and he's a little bit like a kind of a, I don't know. He's a young kid, he's supposed to be like nine, and so he's playing this game, and it's Halloween, and his mom is driving. They're going to pick up the sister because it's like family tradition that the older sister takes Dougie out on on Halloween, and and wonderful shots by the way. Uh, yes, all the foil uh, foilage. Is that the right word? Foilage? Foilage? Sure. The, all leaves, the autumn leaves. The autumn leaves. Yes. Wonderful shots. Uh, the director stuck that. You could tell he's a Halloween guy because he stuck that in. Any chance he he took, he got, he, you know, a real wide shot with all these trees and, and trick-or-treating and orange and brown leaves and stuff. Really very Halloween-y. Anyway, Dougie's obsessed with this game and he's like, Mom, look! 
the devil's raping this woman in my game. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know? wow, he's ripping his guts out. Yeah, yeah. So this <laughs> the, the kid, he's not a great actor, and that's going to be tough for you to deal with if you're not a fan of bad movies. But once you get over that hump, you're going to find that this thing is so explicitly Halloween-y um, that it's it's worth your time. You know, Absolutely. So the idea is this kid, he doesn't really know reality from fiction, and he says, Mom, when I go trick-or-treating, and he, that's how he says. He's got like a weird deep tongue when he says trick or yes, trick or treat. I'm gonna find the <laughs> devil and I'm gonna kill people with him. And she's like, "That's nice, Dougie." Uh, the mother <laughs> is played by the woman uh, in Pulp Fiction, who is the uh, the 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 female in the couple in the beginning who are holding up the diner. Oh, whoa! Uh, yeah, I yeah. never noticed that before. Yeah, yeah. So that's the mother, and so she's okay. a, she's actually a wonderful actress and. She, you could see parts where she's riffing and she's like, you're like, yeah, she's doing a great job. It looks very authentic, yeah. like a real. So she brings her A game. Everybody else is kind of just showing up, um, which is fine. The movie does what it needs to do. It is a very kind of mean spirited, funny, kind of campy horror movie. You know, this kid, he's out trick or treating. He's obsessed with this game where you play Satan's little helper and he finds this guy kind of like a Michael Myers dressed in this great devil latex halloween mask but he's really murdering people so this kid's like oh cool oh wow 100 points oh so he has like a weird dialogue where he's like are you the devil can i help you kill people and uh (laughs) he doesn't talk but he nods his head you know so so there you go you're all you're off to the races dougie is walking around there's there's some subplots with the family and this sister brings around boyfriend yeah uh, boyfriend and that that makes dougie kind of jealous and there's like uh you know remember the remember the line in um in in hocus pocus with the yabos yes where there's a weird scene in hocus pocus for some reason where you know they meet up with the girl and the little sister's like, my brother loves your yabos. He talks about yes. your yabos all the time. Why is why is that in the movie? I don't know. Cut that. I'm never supposed to like, oh man, they they totally see teens. They totally see me. They're speaking to me. I love yabos. I was not. I did not felt seen. I felt grossed out. Yes, it's a very weird way to put that in the movie. There's a there's a bit like that in in Satan's Little Helper where yes. the little brother is obsessed with his older sister. Who's like, when I get older, I'm gonna marry my sister. Weird. And that's so he hates the the sister's boyfriend who so they're in town for Halloween to take him trick or treating. He's all pissed off. He hates the boyfriend. So he finds the devil or who he thinks is the devil and he's like, "Can you help me kill my sister's boyfriend?" You know. And of course the devil's like nodding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got these bits, you know, the devil's killing people and Dougie's really stoked, 100 points. The movie really um picks up its stride in my opinion in the around the halfway mark. They're in a grocery store. And mm. the devil's got it's fucking wonderful. The devil's it got is. Dougie in the shopping cart, the bed of the shopping cart, and he's running full speed throughout this grocery store and ramming into old people and knocking them on the ground. They're kind and, of having like this father son moment. It's yeah, very interesting. Yeah. And, yes. and Doug, you know, he's running these old people over. They're they're hitting the floor and like having seizures. And Dougie's like, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. fifty points. Yeah, yeah, wonderful, wonderfully little mean-spirited, funny Halloween movie that will certainly get you in the mood. It's chock full of some wonderful shit. 
that uh, is filled, you know, all the stuff you look for in the season. So, yes, definitely add that to your playlist. Well, I'm going to follow that one up with uh, something that's a little, a little less um, gruesome, a little more heartfelt. Okay. And it's a TV show from 1993 called Bump in the Night. Oh, I know about a bump in the night. <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <Do it again. laughs> so I'm sure a lot of our listeners remember Bump in the Night. It was this amazing stop motion series that played on the idea of like monsters living under underneath your bed. And what they did when you turned off the lights and what they did, all the shenanigans they got into uh, during their nightly adventures. So this was on ABC um, back in like... 93, 94, and 95 during their Saturday, Saturday morning cartoon lineup. And I remember watching this before Beekman's World came on. And I was like just so fascinated about the the use of like claymation, stopmation, animation, and live action. Like they somehow incorporated everything together into this wonderful cartoon, I guess you can call it. Yeah, there was, uh, there was like there's a style I can't quite put my finger on. Like I don't know what it's called. But, you know, the interstitials in the Hey Vern, It's Ernest show, uh, yeah. the, the animations in MST3K, the animations in Pee-wee's Playhouse, this, like, stop-motion, early 90s claymation. It's like uh, multimedia. Yeah, yeah, they use all these different formats to make shit happen, and it, it's, that, it's such a vibe, man. It it's amazing. So good, yeah. It's and what's I think that's what we're missing nowadays is just like how so fucking creative this is. Everything out now is just digital, and it, it goes to it's cool to a certain extent, but it's never to this extreme, and that's why it stands out more uh, to me than almost anything else that was from that era. So for those who may not remember Bump in the Night, it starred Mr. Bumpy, which was like the ringleader of a small group of monsters that went on nightly adventures around the house. Uh, they would interact with different toys that came to life and household appliances during their crazy antics. Uh, Jim Cummings actually plays Mr. Bumpy. Oh, Jim Cummings. Cool, dude. Yeah. And then Rob Poulsen plays Squishington, which is like the blue blob yeah. that's friends to Mr. Bumpy. And then uh, Gal Mathis plays Miss Molly, the monster-like rag doll that's pretty much Mr. Bumpy's girlfriend. This is great. I, I'm looking at pictures of this now because you were talking about it. I, I wasn't sure I remembered it. Uh, but yeah, now that I'm seeing Mr. Bumpy, I've seen images of him forever. It's like deep in my brain. And uh, <laughs> wow, I didn't realize that was Jim Cummings. That's cool. It's amazing. And a bunch of other famous actors, uh, voice actors rather, uh, played a bunch of characters, like one-off characters throughout the entire series. Jim Cummings was, uh, was uh, Pooh Bear. Yeah, right. he's also Darkwing Duck. I mean, he has a huge list of credits for for voice acting. He is amazing. He's up there. And but putting Jim Cummings and Rob Polson together is like a mad team. It's the dream team. It is amazing. Yeah, that's, that's what a, that's really a voice stands out. Just wonderful. Yes. Animaniacs yep. off the chart, dude. Exactly, exactly. So this is one of the first cartoons that gave me that nostalgia blast that we've talked about in previous episodes. Yeah, I'm getting and one this, now myself. <laughs> and that nostalgia blast coming from this, like revisiting the show, is actually what started Forever Bogus. Ah. Yeah, I was is like, it? I love this. I love the feeling of nostalgia. Yes. I want to share this with other people and see if they remember it and they have the same feelings of it. And that's what started it. I think this will do this for a lot of people because I didn't remember this at all, but I, I looked it up as you were talking and the imagery is like in my brain deep. Look up Bump in the Night. I bet you if you don't remember that, you're going to see this image and you're going to say, holy fucking shit, what, this is in my brain, dude. Yes. 
So pretty much to wrap it up, this show is very underrated, especially for the time, because it was kind of overshadowed by some other TV shows that were popular. But this one, I think, still holds up even to this day. And I think it's up there with Peavy's Playhouse, like like one of the, one of the shows that should be remembered from the 90s. This is uh, another example of what makes Tubi such a great app for this kind of shit, because they have this for some reason. Yeah. Why do they have this? I don't know, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I love them for it. You really can't find it anywhere else. So, Tubi, we love you. We love you. All right, man, what's next on your list? I think that there's just there's fewer things that are more Halloween-y to me than a classic horror host. Absolutely, yes. You know what I mean? ghoulish host, yes. You've got uh, your Svengoolies, your Elviras, your Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, mm-hmm. But particularly, I, I always love the ones that are a little more... Um, I don't know, a little more over the top, like, uh, you know. Yes. Oh, greetings, boys and ghouls. Tonight's film, blah, 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 that kind of shit. It, it, it's just, they're, they're so, it's just so classic and it's so wonderful and it's a great way to, you know, sometimes you watch these movies that you've seen a thousand times, but they're, they're better when they have these little interstitials. And not only do I think that that's such a Halloween-y thing, but I would like to introduce you guys to William Shatner's Halloween Fright Night. Yeah, That's right. It's William Shatner's Halloween Fright Night. Now, this is a, a subsidiary of William Shatner's Full Moon Fright Night. Okay? So, all the... We've, we've mentioned Full Moon a bunch of times on, the, on just this episode alone. You know, we know them for Puppet Master and Castle Freak and Trancers yep. and Evil Dog. Yeah, all these wonderful films. Shrunken Heads, yes. Now, so it seems like what they did is they took Bill Shatner... William Shatner from Star Trek, the original series, and, and you know, everything else we know him from, to host these films. And a couple of them have the specific title of not just William Shatner's Full Moon Fright Night, William Shatner's Halloween Fright Night. So he hosts The Creeps, which you mentioned. He hosts Shrunken Heads, and he hosts Witch House 2. <laughs> uh, it's just so wonderful. It's um, it's shot on this green screen where he's hanging out at a bar on, like, some strange Weird tropical island, island vacation yes. place where there's this bartender and he's this big giant monster and they're having these interactions between the movies. You know, he'll, nothing too brilliant. You know, I mean, when you watch Van Gooley or any of those horror hosts, he puts a lot of work into finding out things about the film. Bill Shatner, they probably had him for an hour and they were like, all right, we yes. have to do as much as they could. <laughs> so he doesn't really say much. He's like, oh, this film stinks, doesn't it, folks? You know, well, like shit, I don't you know, know, man. I I feel like this is the closest we'll ever get to having Will Shatner in a full moon movie. It is, it is, it and absolutely. Actually, I love the interaction between him and the the bartender, which is like a total monster. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a great, it's great fabrication. I don't want you to, I don't want you to take that as me shitting on it when I said they had him for an okay. hour. It just okay. appears. I love it. I genuinely love it, and it really puts me in the Halloween mood. But I. It is pretty clear they only had him for like an hour, and they like, all right, we got to get <laughs> yes. as much stuff as we can. All right, Bill, come it, on, come they on. They rushed yeah, it, yeah, yes, because there's you know whatever. But you're watching these classic movies, these classic full moon horror movies that all standalone put you in the Halloween spirit. Uh-huh. But then you take them and you put that William Shatner classic horror host style to it. It's it's just kind of fucking unheard of, and it's wonderful. And actually, the first time I stumbled upon this was before I I knew about Tubi. You'll find these full moon fright night picks. In like the junk bucket at Seven Eleven, I found like I found like thirty of these for a dollar in Seven yes. Eleven. I was like, and I got home and I watched it, 
like two o'clock in the morning with like a fistful of those Seven Eleven roller hot dogs. Oh yeah, the like, Slurpee. This is, I, I've just discovered something. I've discovered <laughs> something amazing here. It's wonderful. You get this great introduction with the classic organ sounds and thunder crashing and you know it zooms in on this on this crazy island with a big volcano and all this shit and he's hanging out at this tiki bar with this monster and like you said yes a great fabrication and the the monster who is the bartender in his uh, interstitial segments when he's hosting the film it's very like teenage mutant ninja turtles-esque you know, from the live action yeah. film, the, the, the movement in his mouth and his eyebrows and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. love him so much. If there was an action figure I could buy of him, I would <laughs> I would probably spend at least a hundred bucks. Like, I would be cool. With that. I, I love him so much. I don't even know his name. I don't think he even has a name. I don't think he name. really talks in it either, he? doesn't does talk. He? he doesn't talk, but he's, like, kind of sarcastic and he's always kind of giving uh, Bill a hard time. Bill will be yes. talking about the film and... He'll be sort of sharpening his axe behind him, getting ready to chop <laughs> Bill's head off. But they, you know, on this series, they also do a bunch of wonderful full moon films and some less wonderful ones. Uh, Castle Freak, which is is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Castle Jeffrey Freak Combs. It's Jeffrey Combs. Yes, and it's so fucking good. So that would be my recommendation. Out of you could watch any of these. There's Castle Freak, Hideous, Killjoy, Prison of the Dead, Shrunken Heads, Witch House Two, The Creeps. But if you're only gonna watch one, I say watch them all because it's wonderful. They're uh, great. Classic. You don't. You just don't get that classic horror, horror host anymore unless you're with like Sven Gulli, you know. And, That's uh, it. Yeah. And I love Sven Gulli, by the way. Me too. But uh, <laughs> you know, you can watch any of those. My recommendation if you're only gonna watch one is Castle Freak. Just be taken away by the vibes, you know, have it wash over you, the, this very classic thing. That, you know, uh, my dad always talks about how when he was a kid, he would watch Chiller Theater on Saturdays. And nice. uh, when I was a kid, I, I saw Joe Bob on Monster Vision on, on, on TV. And so the horror host thing, it's just, it's so wonderful. And you'll see it once you're watching it, that there's it adds something to the vibe rather than just watching the movie by itself. And especially the fact that they added this really cool fucking monster with this great mask. Check out William Shatner's Halloween Fright Night. Damn right. Check it out. It's on Tubi, man. Everything here is on Tubi. No excuse not to watch it. Another thing that I found on Tubi was all these horror parodies, like these horror spoofs Mm -hmm. that were really big back in like late 90s, early 2000s and kind of sprinkled into like 2010. You had big success with Scary Movie. Exactly. And that was the first two I found on there. Oh, do they have scary movies on? Yes, oh. yeah, yeah. So I found the first and the second, and I actually watched them. They're not as good as I thought they were. Were you stoned? The first one. Do what? Did you get stoned? Did I get stoned? <laughs> do you not want to answer that on the podcast? I think you kind of have to. I, I, you kind of have to to watch these movies. The first one's okay. Yeah, yeah. Get stoned and get stoned and watch and watch scary movie. Yeah, I, I don't think you should watch that movie. No, sober. especially the second one. Like I remember enjoying the second one more when I was younger, but then revisiting it like a week ago, I'm like, this is kind of trash. It's not that good. The humor has not aged. Like I remember, no. I don't know if it was part one or part two. Remember, there's like a a ghost who's who's just like fucking that woman. Up yep, against the, the ceiling for like a, an extended scene. And, yeah, and they're I trying think, to do something really racy. I don't know why. I think he blasts the shit out of her with ghost cum. I, you're absolutely right. So <laughs> beyond the first two scary movies, I did find Stan Helsing, which is like pretty much about uh, Van Helsing's great, great, great nephew. Uh, he's like trying to save this town from these horror icons. So you have Freddy Cougar that's dressed up with like these weird 
forks and knives on his glove. Like, he's mm. trying to be funny. They also have uh, Hellraiser, like, <laughs> Pinhead. I like how you had to explain it's trying to be funny, because it's so not funny. It's, like, it's, like, it's, it's supposed to be funny. funny. Yeah, It's not funny. And, and honestly, the movie was not that good. The only saving grace was Kenan Thompson. Oh, yeah. And even he, I could tell, was, like, not fully sold on the concept. But he still brings it, you know? Did you, uh, did you feel, most importantly, did you feel that this added to your Halloween spirit at all? It did. I will say that. And it's actually based around the Halloween time. Oh, cool. Because they're, cool, cool. their, they're on their way to go to a Halloween party, Stan but they have Helsing? to stop to, to make a delivery. It's called Stan Helsing. Right. And uh, it's okay. If you have some time to waste or if you like want to pin on the background as you put decorations up, go for it. There's also another one called Breaking Wind, which is like a Twilight parody. I tried watching it. But again, it's like just super boring. Yeah, yeah. I I saw Twilight, um, and I would recommend going to the theater and seeing it by yourself. No, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> There's also another one. It's a very long title, but it's called 30 Nights of Paranormal Activity with the Devil Inside the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo." Stop! Just stop. <laughs> I'm the hey. Hey, what's Uh-oh. that? Uh-oh. What's that? It's the comedy police. You're, you have to hand your license over because it sucks. Ka-ching. You That's suck. Jail door closing. <laughs> <laughs> you go to jail for you did bad jokes. Go to jail forever. That's yes. that's the comedy police under my regime. You can't just I be agree. not funny. You go to jail. Yep, exactly for your whole life and you get for the rest of your and life. You get raped by the ghost in scary movie when you're in, in comedy jail. <laughs> Uh, but it's pretty much like a spoof of everything that was released in 2010, obviously, uh, if you're going to base it off the, the name of the, the movie. And honestly, it's not that bad. I enjoyed it a little more than Stan Helsing. Okay. All right. I, I might I might check it out. Stan Helsing piqued my attention, but I, I, I got Blue Raja vibes uh, yes. You know when you were talking about the forks from, from Mystery Men. It's it's fun. I mean, it's not the best parody, but it's it's fun. It's kind of a new twist to an old story, but I think you might like it. Watch it with a group. Same thing with the Thirty Nights of Paranormal Activity with the devil inside the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Wow. Um. The the last Good show job, that I found on there was uh, Hansel and Gretel get baked, which is just like a stoner parody of the Brothers Grimm tale. And then the last one, which I do not recommend, is called Paranormal Wacktivity. Okay. Which is just like a racy parody of the first Paranormal Activity movie. What is it called? Par- paranormal Wacktivity? Yes. It's just like they're trying to make a softcore porn comedy spoof of the Paranormal Activity movie. Cool. It's really shitty. Okay. And I, honestly, all of these, I kind of want to like put it in a subgenre called little people exploitation because every single one of these like horror spoofs has like a dwarf in it. And it's really weird because they definitely like exploit them. I, it makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know why they have to do that with every single one of these horror spoofs. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I, I don't want to even say it, but I saw a short, a parody short called paranormal black activity. Oh gosh. Which I is not worth watching. <laughs> But that's it. Like, if you're on Tubi and you have a group of people over and you can't figure out what to watch, definitely put on one of these horror parodies, and I think that you'll enjoy it, especially with a group. Yeah, dude. This is all about putting you in the Halloween spirit, and so I hope that you're taking notes, and I hope that, (laughs) you know, you're going to be in the Halloween spirit. Uh, My next pick is See No Evil Part 2. Oh, gosh. 
Okay. This is this is the movie uh, starring Kane. Yes, the wrestler. This is a sequel uh, to the movie. See no evil with Kane as a slasher. Yeah, so I mean, I the first See No Evil I got on DVD. I watched it. Uh, shouts out to Rob. I watched it at, at Rob's house. <laughs> Love you, Rob. Buddy Rob. We were eating ice cream. And we were definitely not doing anything illegal. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we watched that first one. So I, I we liked it too. Um, so I I really wanted to to see the second one when it came out. And this one was directed by the Soska sisters. They're these like, yes. they're these twin American Mary and dead hooker uh, in a trunk. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They've got like a weird credit, uh, in the 2005 fantastic four movie. And I just couldn't find out what they did in it or who they play or like, I couldn't find anything. Uh, maybe I have to revisit it, but maybe um, they brought donuts to, to the set. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I, who <laughs> fucking knows? But I just, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what they did in that movie, but they have a weird credit for it. Maybe I'll ask them. There or maybe you go. I know they they have diehard fans. So if you, if they really do. If you're a diehard fan, tell us why they have a credit for, uh, uh, fantastic four. But, uh, either way, this is, this is see no evil. This is Kane as a big giant slasher. And this has got some pretty good spooky vibes. It does. It's a great, like, um, put it on the background kind of movie. And when you look at the TV, something kind of interesting will be happening. If you're decorating for Halloween or something like that. Uh, Kane uh, is plays this guy named uh, Jacob Goodnight. And um, <laughs> I hate that name, I hate by the, the way. I hate the fucking name. But, I, <laughs> but he plays the perfect killer. He does like, good because he, he's giant. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. And he, he, they, he looks cooler in, in this one than he did in the first one. The first one, he was just Agreed. him. He was just Kane in like... Without the mask. Yeah, without the mask in, in like in pilgrim clothes. Yes. Uh, but in this, they gave him this kind of strange face shield kind of thing, which adds to his creepiness. He has like an eye missing from the last one. And mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, the, the this movie picks up where the last one took off. And if you didn't see that, that's okay. Because as a matter of fact, as a little aside, this is like a WWE production. Yes. Um, What's the first one at WWE yeah, Studios production? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I wasn't for sure. And okay. Almost anything that you see that stars a WWE superstar is usually, unless it's like The Rock, you know, is okay. is a WWE picture. But um, and that you that should turn you off from this. <laughs> you know, you should think about that, <laughs> what that means, and go, I'm not fucking watching that shit. But this one is actually pretty good. Um, they put the Sasuke sisters at the helm. They 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 love horror. They're all about it. So it's very bloody. It's very messy. Uh, in fact, John Cena saw an early cut of this movie, and he mm-hmm. told them, he said, you guys have to put flashbacks to the first one. And they were like, why would we do that? And he said, nobody saw that thing. Nobody know, Nobody <laughs> watched it. he was honest. He said, nobody watched that movie, and nobody's going to know what's going on in this one. So this right. movie is, and that sounds harsh, but that's pretty fucking true. Uh, I think besides that copy that I bought at Walmart and took over to, to Buddy Rob's house, Man, maybe 200 other copies were sold. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, catch this one. It's got all... You don't need to watch part one. And I don't even think part one's you on Tubi. So, just watch part two. Um, it's going to have all the flashbacks. And even if it didn't have it, you don't really need to know anything. All you need to know is that there's this big slasher. He's pulling up to the morgue because they just, you know, found him dead. Uh, surrounded by all these corpses. So, they take him to the morgue. And meanwhile, like... It's the mortician's birthday. Yeah. You should not be here. It's your birthday. She's like, but I love playing he's, with dead yeah. bodies. He, he's like a young hunk mortician. He's like, yeah, I just like, I have emotions about things. And like, and like, <laughs> I love, I love thinking about this one girl, but I have emotions about things. And like, uh, 
So they're throwing him this this surprise party in the morgue for his birthday since he's such a hard worker, fucking right. dork. And uh, <laughs> of course, Kane, Jacob, good night. He wakes the fuck up and he goes on a killing spree in the morgue, and it is and it is wonderfully the cheesy. The kills are fun. The kills are great. I, I actually found this movie to be super fun. It's not perfect. It's not the best horror movie out there. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites, but it's a lot of fun. If you want to see something kind of moody and dark and it's filled with like the, yeah, they just like weird. I don't know. Like a lot of like people having sex in the morgue for some reason. I, I know, yeah. I know that's a slasher trope is to be caught having sex and pulled apart, but I don't know. It's just a weird area to do it yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. And and I, and I agree with you. It's not perfect. It's kind of rough around the edge edges a little bit, which kind of helps with the film. But the reasoning behind that is because they shot this in 15 days. Yes, yes. They shot it in like a how crazy yeah. two weeks. Yeah. So you got to give your give credit to the Saska sisters. They 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 pulled it together to to make a a full fledged production happen. Um, Daniel Harris is in this. Do you know her as Jamie Lloyd in Halloween 4? She was a little kid. Yes. She's Melissa in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Um, <laughs> she she fucking that. rules in the Hatchet franchise. Have you ever seen those Hatchet she movies? Does. She fucking rules yes. in it. Those movies are great, too. I don't know if they're on. They, they are on Tubi, actually. Um, hatchet movies, very classic slasher movies. But either way, she's in this. She kicks ass. She does a really good job. And this is just a fun you turn your brain off. There's nothing to really think about. There's just a big giant maniac walking through a morgue, smushing people's heads. You know, what more do you want from your Halloween season, dude? There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I'm going to follow that one up with my last TV show that's on my list. And it's called Moville Mysteries from 2002. Have you ever seen or heard of this one? I've not heard of this at all. Okay. So I never heard about this until I saw it on Tubi and it like kind of grabbed my attention. It's a Canadian animated series starring Frankie Muniz as Mosley Mooville. Now the Canadians, they love the, the kid horror. They really do. They eat that up. Like, like if you go back and check out almost anything that was produced and put even in, in syndication in America, is more than likely going to be Canadian based. I think Erie, Indiana was Canadian. I think like a lot of Goosebumps was all the all the uh, Goosebumps, all the Are You Afraid of the Dark is Canadian. So they they know what they're doing. They love they scaring the kids. This is not their first rodeo. I'm gonna move to Canada, scare the shit out of kids. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Mooville Mysteries is kind of like an animated Erie, Indiana. It's interesting that you brought that up. Love it. So. The town that uh, Mosley lives in is experiencing high strangeness. So Mosley and his friends uh, investigate to solve like the mysteries that surrounding the town. Um, in doing so, they tackle aliens, superstitions, conspiracies, the supernatural, like ghosts, and even like urban legends. It's it's got a really cool um, twist. And, and history. They kind of stepped their foot into some the lore and stuff and history that, that they covered. Okay. I, I love that kind of shit. And, you know, the animation style, I'm looking at it, or at least the illustrations, they kind of look like those early 2000s McDonald's tapes that were put out. Remember those? Oh, my God. They kind of do. Yeah. I was going to put it as like uh, the quirkiness. Uh, the, the, the comedy, it's kind of like the quirkiness of uh, Invader Zim. And the animation style is kind of like all real monsters meets Duckman. Okay, yeah, yeah. Way. And actually, I think Duckman, there's some relation between that and the uh, those McDonald's tapes. So definitely we're... we're it would not surprise yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It definitely would not that surprise weird, me. It's like a weird style that happened for a little while mm-hmm. uh, in that era. You know, some styles take off. Like, well, everything kind of looks like Steven Universe right now. 
Uh, yes. Th- there was a little window where everything kind of looked like that. Like, uh, Which I don't mind. Yeah, I, I like kind of like the imperfections. I kind of like the really thin uh, outlines. I love the color palette that they use in this. And the interactions and the dialogue is actually pretty on point. And Frankie Munez, it's just nice to hear a familiar voice yeah. of, of an actor that I really enjoyed growing up. So he, he definitely did this while he was um, still working on uh, Malcolm in the Middle. I don't know how he had the time to do all this, plus Big Fat Liar and Agent Cody Banks or whatever that was called. Big Fat Liar. But uh, he he kills it. He does a great job in this cartoon series. And I, overall, I think you should add this to your Halloween playlist, especially if you have kids, because it's a fun way to introduce your children to the paranormal world without really scaring them. Yeah. And you should still scare them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. You should show them... You know, pictures of like train crashes and stuff like that. Just so, wow. you know, they know. they Like rotten.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pull out all the stops. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and just scream at them and stuff like that. But that's it. Definitely add it to your list and definitely check it out. All right, man. That's a good one. I, I, I love the kid horror stuff. And I love that Canada seems to really have a stranglehold on that for some reason. It's very strange. I wonder what that's about. Um, I know. But my next pick is going to sound a little fam- familiar because I was just, um, you know, waxing poetically about my love of the classic horror host and how, uh-huh. you know, Full Moon really captured that with the William Shatner features. Um, that'll really put you in the Halloween mood. But if you want a tried and true original classic, you can't beat Elvira. Hell yes. Elvira I is love Elvira. the queen of Halloween. I, I, I fucking defy you. Defy you. <laughs> to name a queen of Halloween that's not her. Roseanne? Okay, Bryce. I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. She, uh, 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 Roseanne in her specials was a good uh, brand ambassador for Halloween, but sure. she's not the queen that Elvira is. Elvira owns that shit uh, when it's October. Absolutely. No, I, not even when it's September. Our car is permanently fixed on the Elvira Halloween CD. Um, you know, I, she's she's so she's so instrumental to the season. She's so classic. She's so nostalgic, and she's still a babe. She's like a hundred, and I'd still let her get it. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, Elvis has been there before me. I did not know that. Yeah, she was Elvis's girlfriend for a little while. Wow. Yeah, Cassandra Peterson. So yes. On Tubi, you will find two different series of Elvira-hosted films. Okay, the first one is Elvira's Movie Macabre. Oh, the classic. So that's the classic one. Yes. These movies are pretty fucking hard to watch. Um, This is the really classic ones. They have – there are some that I really – there's some that I really like. But they're they're difficult to watch because they're super old and they're you know but they're just really spotty and shitty. Yeah, yeah, I mean, here's the wonderful ones, and I would recommend you check out. There's Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks. Oh, you got gosh. Werewolf of Washington. You've got The Devil's Wedding Night. You've got Monstroid, and yes. they're all hosted by Elvira, which is wonderful. She comes out, she walks out, kind of sexy through some smoke, and she says some dumb joke like. I it's her jokes are so dumb that you can come up with on the spot, but she's wonderful. She's wonderful. I love her. Um, I had the opportunity to meet her, nice. Uh, but she 
did not wear the Elvira costume. She was just uh, in Cassandra Street Peterson. clothes. Hey, that's and okay. I, I don't I, mind that. I, I, cho- I, I chose, I decided that was not okay. Oh, so you skipped. Me. I decided I skipped it. That's okay. It doesn't matter. You don't have to meet her because you have Elvira's moving macabre, which is all the classics, and there's a ton of them on, on Tubi. Those are just the ones that I, I wanted to point out. Frankenstein's Castle Freaks, etc. But there's also newer ones. And again, you're probably getting sick of hearing Full Moon, but she hosts some Full Moon features. And this yes. is more recent. This is the 13 Nights of Elvira. And I um, think this was originally on Hulu, I believe. I, I don't. I cannot confirm or deny uh, but I will tell you that that she does Ginger Dead Man. So if you if that piqued your <laughs> if that piqued your interest on our Garrett Busey episode, you haven't watched it yet. Watch it, hosted by Elvira. Perfect gateway. <laughs> she also does Demonic Toys. She does Puppet Master. She does Evil Bong. She does Hobgoblins, and she does the famously uh, non copywritten for some colossal fuck up of a reason Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yes. In my opinion. Okay. Okay. There is nothing more Halloween-y than Night of the Living Dead. I can't argue. There is nothing more Halloween-y than Elvira. Elvira hosting Night of the Living Dead, watching that in the Halloween season when it's crisp and cool out and it's dark and you got the windows open. You are in the Halloween spirit. You're feeling it. It's gushing through your blood. You got blood Go into all your limbs and your extra limbs and everything. <laughs> you can feel it. You can feel Elvira <laughs> in you. Yeah, check it out, man. I mean, I I shouldn't have to spend more than a second to convince you that Elvira is Halloweeny as fuck. And there's so much of her content on Tubi. Check it out. I agree, hundred percent. And I'm going to follow that one up with another really weird, ghoulish host. And um, this host hosted a movie called Body Bags. Oh, dude. From 1993. Yeah. I'm so glad you're talking about body bags, man. I, I was going <laughs> to add this one. I feel oh, like shit. it's not talked about enough. I feel like um, a lot of other John Carpenter movies kind of uh, overshadows this one. But this one is just a classic for multiple reasons. Well, I'll definitely this get into This is kind of John Carpenter's version of Creepshow or Cat's yes. Eye or something, you know, like a wonderful little anthology. You've got a little, some Mark Hamill in there with a mustache. Yes. Yeah, it's I great. Love it. it's great. I love it. So Body Bags is a horror anthology from the minds of John Carpenter and Toby Hooper. Oh, yeah professional maniac toby hooper (laughs) so it includes three horrific tales of despair which i want to talk about briefly the first one is called the gas station and in this tale a serial killer has escaped from the nearby mental hospital and uh, there's a gas station that's pretty close by there and you'll see at the beginning of the of the sequence is that the 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 nighttime the graveyard shift tenant comes in to take over uh, for, the, for the remainder of the night. And she gets freaked out multiple times by all these weird customers, late night customers that come through. And um, I don't want to ruin what happens because it, it ends perfectly. Like it's very well written. You could definitely tell it's John Carpenter because it takes place at uh, Haddonfield, Illinois. There you go. So there you go. It's in the same universe as Halloween and Michael Myers. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. So the next... Uh, horror tale is called Hair. It's about a businessman that's obsessed with losing his hair and gets a hair transplant where the hair won't stop growing and actually takes over his body. That's Love great. That, that is great. That is great. That is so great. I, I thought that was going to happen to me when I first hit puberty. 
I was thinking, <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen to you right now. What I don't is going see you with on? Shirt off. <laughs> Look at my, my hair is nuts right now, dude. <laughs> it's okay. I like it. It makes you look manly. I want to be a little, I want to look like I got a little bit of an edge to me. There you go. And then the last one's called I, and this was probably my favorite, not only because it stars Mark Hamill, because the story I feel like is pretty original. It may have came from an older story of like a, t- a horror tale, maybe from like Tales from the Crypt comic book or whatever, but a baseball player played by Mark Hamill gets in a serious car accident where he actually like loses his eye. In a, an experimental surgery procedure, he gets a replacement from a recently deceased person. Um, he soon starts experiencing like really bad nightmares of killing and raping wil- women. And uh, he soon finds out that the donor that gave him the eye was a serial killer and he can no longer stop the urge to kill. That's great. Love it. That's God, he's really so good. good. He's over the top. He almost hits that like the, the mark where he hits with the Joker in the animated uh, Batman series. Mark Hamill is is fantastic. And I think that since Star Wars is so like the most famous thing that ever existed, not just of his, just in general, it's it, Star Wars has become like you know, you you if you want to go buy yourself a toothbrush, you're probably going to find a Star Wars one before you find like a standard crest one. At least one. You yes. Know? Um, a lot of people just think of his his work as Luke, and yeah, it's unfortunate. Was, he was not bad, but I mean, it's just like he's not doing anything amazing in that, in my opinion. But he does amazing shit in his career. This is one of them. His voice acting is 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 fucking phenomenal. Through the roof. Yeah, like phenomenal. He, he is like the voice actor, man. Like he's yes, the real deal. I I agree. Um, so the biggest reason why I brought up the connection to Elvira is because John Carpenter plays a crypt keeper like uh, morgue coroner uh, that kind of does the, the wraparound story. And he just really hams it up like he is just loving every bit of it, like digging into all the dead bodies and eating stuff. And Hell it's yeah. amazing. It's a perfect introduction. And it ends so well. I love it so much. This has to be on your Halloween playlist. All right, man, we're on to your last pick here to round out the Tubi Ween. This is my last pick, and I I, I, I placed it last on purpose um, because I think that this is pretty vile. So if you check out at this point, I didn't want you to check out and miss anything that we were going to say. Um, I love horror movies. That's no, that's no, that's no mystery, right? You love horror <laughs> movies, Bryce? Obviously, you know? after we talked an A hour A lot of our, our listeners love horror movies. So there are not a lot of horror movies that scare me. There's there's almost none. There, I, there's I on my I could count in one hand how many horror movies are like really left me feeling unsettled. Interesting. Okay. So if feeling truly scared and disturbed and giving yourself a little spook is part of the Halloween season, which I think it is, I can't find that in a horror movie. Okay. I still watch them because they add to my season. You know, all these movies and films and TV shows that we just mentioned, they're just staples of the horror season, uh, the horror season, the Halloween season. (laughs) So you should watch them. But if you really want to scare yourself, if you're somebody like me who's seen like so many horror movies, you got to turn to true horror. Okay. Whether it be true crime, finding out about the, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer cutting off dudes' dicks and sucking them in his apartment and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All that shit. Or it's this here, which is the documentary called Hated. Oh, G.G. Allen documentary. Yes. Hated, G.G. Okay. Allen and the, and the Murder Junkies. This was shot by Todd Phillips back in 1993. Todd Phillips, who now, you know, led Joaquin Phoenix to his Oscar win for the Joker just yep. this past year. But That's right. This is 
so interesting. It's so fascinating. It does have an explicit Halloween connection. If you don't know much about Gigi Allen, I'll, I'll tell you a little background about him because generally we don't talk about a lot of music on this show. We do Not movies really. and TV shows and stuff. So we yeah. can't expect people to know everything all the time, although they should, right? <laughs> no, I'm just Quotation kidding. marks. <laughs> yeah. So, so Gigi Allen was a musician and his plan for years was to murder him, kill himself on stage on Halloween night. Mm-hmm. And there was, and it was very real. It sounds like you know we got some talking about all these horror movies, and we've talked about the movie Trick or Treat in the past, like Rock's Chosen Warrior, and coming back on Halloween night to shred and kill. Gigi Allen was really gonna kill people and then kill himself on Halloween night. So it's well, he up. would he would proceed to shit in his hand and throw his feces feces all over the crowd. He would strip naked and right. So I was gonna get into that for people who don't know much about. You know, obscure music, or or you've never heard of Gigi Allen before. Gigi Allen is just a he is the most disturbing thing that that really exists. You know, in, in entertainment <laughs> it's and music, definitely up there. Yes. Um, he, he's a, he's a punk musician. Uh, he was. He, he obviously we'll get to it, but uh, he was a punk musician, and uh, he was just what I love about him was you know how like all right, Kiss came out, the band Kiss. Which was a huge deal. And parents were like, oh, oh, no, they're going to corrupt our kids. And then years before, Beatles showed up and they were like, oh, no, they're going to make our kids do sex and everything. And then years before that, Elvis was around. Could you imagine parents being like that Elvis? He's not a good egg. Look look at his hips. They're moving too much. Yeah, he's going to make my kids fuck. (laughs) All right. Gigi Allen is the real version of what your parents are afraid of yes. with rock music. And they have every right to be afraid of him because he was scary. He was I would be scared to go see him live. Yes, he if you were to going to his show, there was a 90% chance cuz he would play small venues with like, you know, 50 people. It, he wasn't playing stadiums like like a arena rock band. He was playing uh-huh. small venues. There was a 90% chance he was going to come in the audience and personally beat the shit out of you or worse if you were God, you know, I don't even want to go into it. He would do really horrible things to people. Well, the documentary actually goes into that. It does. The documentary focuses on that. Yes, and he's he's attacking his audience. He's cutting himself with broken glass on stage. He's beating the shit out of himself. He's bloody. Um, he's taking all his clothes off. He's shitting on the ground in some yes. shows. And he's throwing his shit at, at the audience. Sometimes he's eating his shit. Yes. Uh, he's pissing on the audience. And we can get into, I mean, again, that's the reason why I put this last, because it's fucking vile. But um, Gigi Allen is true life horror. And if you're looking to scare yourself a little bit this Halloween season, Tubi has the documentary Hated by Todd Phillips. The the most wonderful film that I can't recommend to anybody. All right, man. Wow. Uh, I think we really celebrated to be ween. So Christmas is tough. Christmas, you have to be happy and you have to be in a good mood. And you've got to do <laughs> yes. things. You've got to get a tree. You've got to do this and that. Halloween is, doesn't really ask a lot of you. You can go on a, a walk on a cold fall night and, and wow, I really feel it. I feel the Halloween spirit. You know? I can smell it. Yes. We've created this playlist for you guys. This uh, They're all free. They're all readily available on this app, Tubi. I, my voice just cracked. Apparently, I'm going through puberty um, <laughs> at the ripe age of 31. Fucking piece of shit. And uh, I want to be a real man for Halloween. 
<laughs> I'm going to play somebody's dad. <laughs> yeah, watch these movies, man. And if they don't get you in the Halloween mood, uh, send your complaints to, um, I don't know, not to us. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you said that. This is free. Uh, the app is free, but Forever Bogus is going to give you something free this season as well. And we are putting together a totally bogus Halloween volume four. Wow. It's been four years, huh? It, well, it's actually been longer than oh, that. Oh, it's been longer we, than that. We didn't make one, one last year. year. We wanted to. And then this year, we wanted to put together a physical copy on, on VHS to be able to send out to people. But with the whole pandemic and stuff and where everyone's at, I don't want to put anybody like in a, in a financial bind to buy it. So I'm putting together a playlist right now as we speak, and I'm going to release it on the internet for free. Hell yeah. And I think that's not only is it free, it's also easier if you don't have a because I know people that are interested in this nostalgia stuff, but they're not interested enough to have a VCR. Yeah. So which is understandable. I told you. They're gonna have access to this stuff. Check that shit out. That stuff has been, you know, even before I was involved in Forever Bogus, that stuff has been a staple. Uh Bryce always put together these wonderful tapes that had, you know, these great Halloween episodes of Keenan and Kel with these Halloween <laughs> commercials mixed in. You know, if, if our list of movies didn't get you in the mood, then that shit absolutely will. It'll make you nostalgic. It'll make you fuzzy. Check it out. Absolutely. For real. That shit is really good. Especially this year, it's free as hell. Come yep. on, man. That's right. Thank you. I got, Thank a, you I got a little that. something coming out. I, w- I was featured in a Halloween special. Yes, I, I act in it. Yes, I w- this is going to be uh, my third year. It was previously known as the Sexy Armpit Halloween special. Now it's the Sludge Central Halloween special. Yes. I get to act in that. I get to play a wonderful character this year. This is my favorite so far that I've got to play. Oh, I can't wait. Well, Bryce, uh, ho, 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 and happy to be ween. Thank you. Happy to be ween to you and our listeners. We yeah. hope we can uh, maybe spark up some of that spooky nostalgia feelings and uh, really kind of set in place the mood for the holiday season. Yeah, dude, I, 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 I've I, been in it, man. I know I'm a Halloween lover. And actually, when I started podcasting with Bryce, I was so interested in it because I love entertaining and I love uh, talking and bullshitting. Um, but I wondered if there was – what? Is anybody going to be interested in talking about – us talking about how much we like Halloween for an hour? And yeah, dude. <laughs> there are <laughs> there, some. There's a lot of people <laughs> out there that uh, – on the internet that are just talking about Halloween you know, uh, full time. So if you're one of them, thank you so much for listening and I hope that we were able to add to your season. I've had seasons that it was tough to get in the mood and I was always looking for something to inspire me and I hope that this did that for you. I agree. That's very well put. Uh, we still have another episode of the Forever Boogus Halloween podcast. And uh, I think that one's going to be a big one. Yeah. We're going to kill somebody live on podcast. While we're shitting on ourselves. And I don't know. We're going to see what <laughs> happens with all that. We have to find a way to automate the editing process. So once we're dead, because like, what's it just going to keep rolling? We got to work on this, guys. We do. We do. We got some time. We got yeah. some time. We can figure it out. <laughs> Your days are numbered. Well, until next time, always remember to be kind. And also remember to rewind. Uh Uh-huh. And then we'll all stay spooky. (laughs) I'm a witch. Uh